Good evening, ladies and marks. You are tuned in to the Standards of Greatness podcast. And now the host of the show, the wrestling god, Evan Jones, and the alpha angel, Brian Mead. Welcome to the Standards of Greatness podcast. I am Evan Jones, a.k.a. the wrestling god. And as usual, I am the alpha angel, Brian Mead, back for another fantastic week of the Standards of Greatness but why do I have to sit here and look at your face each and every week? If you don't shut oh. your snarky mouth, I will slap the taste out of it like your name's Chris Rock. Oh. Oh my. Well. Let's get on with it, Mr. Fresh Prince. You'll see these fresh prints upside your head. Alrighty, um, so been an interesting week in terms of wrestling news. Uh, not a lot, but also a decent amount at the same time. Uh, the biggest story of the week, and the one that shocked me, came out of nowhere. The Steiner Brothers are going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I just want to say this. I need to see this acceptance speech. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to see it. Because I think it's a closed event this year. I don't think they're running it like a usual one. Um, but if there's not a Steiner math joke in there somehow, I'm going to lose my shit. See, what, what you got to remember, Evan, is that if you can't first, first you start with one Steiner, okay? Okay, you start with one Steiner, and then you add a second Steiner to the mix, and then you look at, at Braun Breaker, who is technically a Steiner, and that's a third a third Steiner. Yeah. Okay? And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, and then he's not even gonna try. God damn it. And that and that that spelled trouble for you, Samoa Joe. Oh, poor Samoa Joe. Did you know poor. that the, the reason Braun Breaker is actually named Braun Breaker is because his mom is half Lithuanian, half Pokemon. Knowing is mo- half the battle. Oh, you know, no. The Steiners are going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Does that mean Braun Breaker can just be a Steiner? I think once he actually hits the main event, or the main roster, excuse me, I think that's what will happen. Because there's no reason to not acknowledge it at this point. If if they're willing to let Scott and Rick come back into the fold, th- there's clearly a reason they're doing this. They, the kid is a star in the making. He, he's an excellent promo. He's got the look. That Vince loves, too, so, like, you know, he sounds like his uncle, and he's athletically gifted, so the sky's the limit with the kid. Ron Breaker Pump is your hookup. Holla if you hear me. Alrighty. Um, so it was being floated around earlier this week. Actually, it's something that we reported on, the, uh, on our podcast page. Apparently, uh, we were told that WWE had removed marijuana from their wellness policy tests, but uh, an inside source at the company revealed to, I believe, uh, Dirt Sheet Radio that they haven't actually removed it. It's just being discussed. See, this was a dirty trick that they played on Matt Riddle. He heard that. He heard that. He went right out to the parking lot. He didn't even wait. He met RVD out there, and they poked a big one, came back in, and found out it was just a rumor. It's terrible. Poor Matt Riddle. Uh, Bro. yeah. Bro. The Godfather is displeased. 
Randy Orton was displeased. He was just looking at Riddle like, God damn it. <laughs> um, Trish Stratus appeared at some WWE live events in Canada this past week, even uh, sporting her retro look with the, uh, the cowboy hat and the long coat that we remember from the TNA days. Um, yeah. Trish still got it. Uh, Trish still got it. Uh, 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 Brian's having some flashbacks. Um, hide the Enforced Two and the Jurgens. Man, I'm just saying, like, Trish Stratus was, like, the boyhood crush for me. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has that, that, that TV crush that they're just like, man, I, I would, yeah. And that was Trish Stratus for me. I'm sorry. It's terrible. It's terrible. Uh-huh. Bad mental image there. Uh, she, she's married. She's a mom. I should, I should know better. Hey. Hey. No judgment. Judgment-free zone. Uh, Marco Stunt and Joey Janela have both in the recent weeks been confirmed to not having their contracts renewed with AEW. Janela actually opted to not renew his, uh, and Marco Stunt was informed today that due to budget cuts and a ballooning roster that they would be not renewing his contract. So, on one hand, from the business aspect, I get this, but I also feel like if we're going to give WWE shit for every time they make things due to budget cuts... We have to keep that same energy with AEW. Show us the numbers, man. What you know? You, you made all these decisions to bring all these people in. You know, you don't have to justify it to us, but like, make it make sense. Do better than WWE. Well, I mean, I don't know so much about Joey Janela. I think he had a lot more left to show on uh, AEW. But as far as Marco Stunt, I honestly think that. He is better served on the indies. Yeah, as um, an I think he'll end up making more money on the indies, and especially now that he's spent the time in the public eye on AEW, it makes him more marketable and everything. But it's a, his size is his gimmick. Yes, and the thing and is, you is, can is, only use it so many times before yeah. it gets old. Exactly. Well, and that's things like, you know, he hasn't been on AEW television that I've seen in a while. Um, but, you well, know. And then, okay, and then look right there. That right there explains the budget cut thing. I mean, yeah. it's not trying to be mean to Marco Stunt. It's just going, yo, we're not using you. You're not getting, you're not helping us sell tickets. You're not helping us uh, with airtime. You're not helping us sell. Uh, ad rev- help us with ad revenue. You're not selling merch. Yeah. Well, and I also I think it serves Marco a little bit as well because he's got dreams, I believe, of competing in uh, some idol contests and like launching his own record album. The kid's got some pipes on him, actually. So you know, uh, you know, awesome. best of luck to him after May. Uh, hope to see him on the indies. I'll, I'll just add this. I would. I think that doing a tour over in Japan would be a very interesting time for uh, Marco Stunt. Yeah, if he doesn't come back in a body bag. <laughs> Japanese style is pretty brutal. It, it is, it is. However, um, using his size in Japan, specifically, I think that you could get him over in a, a longer way, you know, longevity-wise, with the Japanese audience, 
They're not as fickle as the American audience. That is true. I mean, imagine Suzuki versus Marco Stunt. Imagine the brutality that Marco Stunt would endure. He'd get over. Um, The Hardy Boys were announced uh, to be taking place in AAA Mania this year. Um, It's an exciting time. Matt and Jeff are popping up everywhere, like... Another career renaissance for these guys. How long they've been at it? What thirty? You know, it'll be thirty nice. years in two years. Matt and Jeff are back together, rocking out. You got Trish Stratus back in her old gear. Are we sure that it's not two thousand and one? Like it's just a twenty-year back in time trip. I before you know it, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be main eventing WrestleMania. Wait. Uh... <laughs> Uh, MJF has apparently, um, been seen having an argument with Tony Khan backstage in regards to, uh, podcast MJF did this past week. Um, apparently, so that he was asked a lot about his contract status on there, and a lot of people assumed that MJF being flippant about that was him being in character, but he said, no, this isn't me in character, I'm not signing shit, he wants, you know, he wants that money, which, hey, I don't, I don't blame him. Uh, Apparently, subject content wasn't the issue, but apparently it was... Khan had an issue with MJF just going and doing the podcast without seeking approval. So apparently, the the procedure for all AEW talents is they're supposed to go through the talent relations and media team to get approval for that, and MJF didn't. Um, So, interesting to see the potential tension there. Uh, We'll see if that plays a factor in where MJF signs in in 2024. Well, I think this is kind of interesting because it's the first time we're really hearing about AEW uh, telling a talent that they have an issue with them going and doing something someplace. Like, they've been very liberal with their talents appearing in indie events or um, yeah. doing a handful of outside AEW projects. Yeah, I, I do know that it was, it was leaked earlier today that uh, Tony Khan's asked AEW talents not to work any indie events surrounding um, WrestleMania. Basically, he didn't want to have AEW spotlighting, you know, the WWE. Cause, so when Mania happens, there's a bunch of indie shows that pop up all around it. He didn't want to validate it's it. absolutely incredible that whole weekend. Yeah. Whatever city it's in. Yeah, it is incredible. Um, but And I understand not wanting to validate a competitor uh i just wonder if you risk burning bridges especially if talent have already signed on to do stuff well okay so here's the thing wrestlemania start just start at the top of rest with wrestlemania wrestlemania you hear from a lot of wrestlers that's their big payout right there like they make more money off wrestlemania than they do any other show in the year and they rely on that money to carry them through and their families through for a good chunk of, if not the whole next year. Um, then you take a step down below that and you go, there are, you know, and it's a whole weekend event. You know, you start with probably the, usually the Wednesday or Thursday before the event. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the following Monday and, uh, you know, Tuesday sometimes, you know, same as on the day of the event, there are shows and interviews and cons and panels and everything all over the place. And each one of those events is an opportunity for any of these people to go and make money. Yeah. 
Well, and the thing is, it speaks volumes <clears throat> in terms of the branding that WWE has done. It's turned Mania kind of into a wrestling mecca, like where mm-hmm. where people seek it out, regardless of fans, talent, roadies, people just looking for you know a contract spot job. It just it, it it's a revenue boost for the whole industry, and like you know, I understand Tony Khan's logic. It's just to me, if if talents have already agreed to appearances. I let them fulfill those because, you know, you don't want to look like a dick. If you're going to tell your talents that they can't go and work these indie events, then personally, I think there should be some type of bonus or fiscal compensation available to these uh, independently contracted uh, people to not go and work those events. Totally understandable. All right, well, we're going to jump right on into WWE SmackDown results. So there were some highlights in this show, in particular with Brock Lesnar destroying Roman Reigns' locker room that I thought was really, really entertaining. They had... Another pseudo-confrontation as we, we head into Mania. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I get why they're doing it. They're trying to prolong it, but <laughs> Brock still needs to get kind of comeuppance on Roman for being bloodied at the Garden. Like, I get it. Brock destroyed his SUV, but like... I think a majority of us as the community feel like Roman Reigns is going to win at Mania. So, I really think that um, part of the problem here is that you made uh, Brock Lesnar such a, a powerhouse and so unstoppable and everything that now that this has been going on for so long, um, it's... It's starting to lose a little bit of steam, and and the and and we're right before the event, so this is a terrible time to be losing steam on this. Yeah. Um. If Brock had, if Brock had been able to have some sort of mini feud, um, on the side to keep him, you know, kind of fresh, Roman can do something, you know, still defend the title against one other person. Who maybe is trying to make their WrestleMania dreams come true? Like they, you could have separated them just a little bit. Yeah, little little ebb and flow theory there. You know. Um, oh, I just saw this slide across my desk. Apparently, Shane McMahon is being brought in for WrestleMania weekend. There's no word on if he'll have a match or not. Um, now I have to see this show. He's the best in the world. You know, I'm kind of going to laugh if it's not Cody Rhodes, but it's it's Shane McMahon that Seth Rollins is opponent. Oh, my God. Like, could you imagine the collective this is, this wailing? This is really going to be the worst WrestleMania of all time. Uh, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't think you could beat nine, but God damn, they might. 27, man. I still think nine was the worst. Are you kidding me? Michael Cole in a wrestling singlet versus Jerry Lawler. There was still a better overall number of good matches on Snooki. that show. Snooky. Donald Trump. Okay, Donald Trump 
wasn't in the match. Okay, he was outside. Okay, if, if Donald Trump had been in the ring trying to wrestle, then I would I would be right there with you. He was outside the ring. Yeah. The only thing he came in in the ring for was to take a stunner. So I, I'm cool no, with that. Trump, However, Trump was at Snooky. Snooky was one of the wrestlers, and they put that match on right before the main event. A main event that ended with a double count out and then being restarted just to have it end up as a commercial for a show a year later, where now you've made all the fans in attendance, you know, realize they just paid all this money and traveled all this way to watch a fucking trailer. Sensing some anger. Uh, yeah. I was there. I was there, yeah. (laughs) That's fair. That was a pretty shitty WrestleMania. I don't know. I just have a lot of bad connotations with Nine. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Nine was pretty, nine was pretty bad, but at least uh, the thing I will give nine was it had the um, it had a real creative showmanship to it. True. I always liked the ambiance of nine, and uh, c- clearly a lot of other people do too because it shows up on every damn video game. You know, <laughs> it's always an arena that you can play in. That's fair. All right, continuing on with uh, SmackDown. Uh, Seth Rollins meets with Vince on camera this last Monday. Um, he basically yeah. been alluding to it all week. This a little bit. They they highlighted it's on SmackDown. Uh, so Seth is going to have a match at Mania, but he'll find out his opponent when Seth is in the ring. So, all right, all right. Listen, listen. I I'll, I'm gonna break it. I'm gonna, breaking news. I'm gonna. I'm going to go ahead and say it, okay? Vince is going to be pissed. But I am Seth Rollins' opponent at WrestleMania, okay? And Seth, I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you, and, and I'm going to rip you apart. And by the time I'm done, Becky Lynch is coming home with me. It's such terrible shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, the collective wailing, if it isn't Cody Rhodes' his opponent, is going to be hilarious. I'm, I, my gut tells me it's Cody Rhodes. Like all the the reports, all the leaks we've seen, they're they're still okay, doing a okay. good job of keeping it concealed. But like, you want to know what I would absolutely love to see? And I'm actually calling this right now. God. I think I think that this is actually going to happen. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think this is legitimately going to happen. All right, Seth Rollins comes out. He's he's looking, you know, he's ready for his opponent. We don't know who it's going to be. Lights drop. Here comes the money. Shane McMahon's music hits. He walks halfway down the aisle, stops, turns back, and Cody Rhodes' music hits. Shane is there to... Introduce Cody Rhodes. Special guest referee. He's the one who brought Cody in. I mean, I guess... I'm not sure what's worse. Is his opponent Shane McMahon or Goldberg? Just imagine it, man. Shane says that he's uh, working with Tony Khan. It's just that... You're just like... Redoing the invasion storyline with him owning WCW. 
That would be hilarious. Uh, Sammy Zane. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sammy Zane cut a pretty good promo on Johnny Knoxville. Um, they're slowly getting me intrigued here in this match. Um, I still am not big on celebrity matches, especially having multiple on the same show. I still think they stole my idea. Uh, I demand royalties. I, I will say that you you were the one, like you we did you know write out our uh, or give our ideas for uh, build ups and matches and um you know you did say put them in a, a hardcore match so that all the old jackass guys can get involved and at least make it interesting. Um, yeah, pay the man. um we see austin theory sneak attack on pat mcafee um mcafee chases him backstage theory the chicken shit that he is goes into vince's office um this is slowly growing on me but in a different capacity um pat mcafee's at least kind of on the show um my concern my concern my concern here is i think you're sacrificing a lot of equity with austin theory just to get Pat McAfee a pop at WrestleMania. Um, I'm not a big fan of announcers being in matches to begin with, unless they were previously a wrestler. Michael! Sorry, what? 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 That's something in my throat. <laughs> Maybe it was uh, Jerry, Jerry the King Lawler's foot. I think it was a WrestleMania foot, but... <laughs> 27 or um, I just... Theory has the potential to be a really good chicken shit heel, and I think you're sacrificing a lot of equity with him. Uh, I I agree. Your Austin Theory, talent wise, you know, it's kind of like Damian Priest. I honestly think that those two guys could be the future of the company. No, I, I definitely agree. Well, and, and and the messed up thing is like Priest. Finn Balor aren't on the WrestleMania card. I don't know if we're getting an internet an Intercontinental Championship match because Ricochet, after winning the title, lost has lost three times in a row. Now we'll get to that when we get to Raw. Um, why are you not featuring your mid card titles? Your mid card is your bread and butter. I know you hate tag team wrestling, but fuck, you're at least featuring that. Do you fucking um, the way that the way that a lot of main eventers have been portrayed if your name isn't Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar aren't you just a mid-carder You're not and then wrong. what does that and then what does that make the mid-carders you know what I mean yeah like the whole structure uh, that WWE has created from the top down is making their entire locker room look like clown trash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Banks picks up a win in a fatal four-way, uh, featuring one person from each of the tag teams involved with the tag belts. Uh, Rhea Ripley is doing this thing. She's been doing it for a while. That I, and I just I just noticed it the other day. So she's doing this thing where she pins people in kind of like kinky or obscene ways, and I, I not like in the overtly sexual, but, like, everybody's kind of wondering why she's doing it. 
that was entertaining, and you know Sasha picking up the win made sense. Uh, there was a really interesting spot where she got slammed into the wall uh, that she just sold really, really well. I don't think there's a better seller in the women's division than Sasha Banks. Um, the tag belts still feel really like an afterthought in this whole thing. Like I think it's just like they're they're throwing them all together. Uh, that's just my opinion. But when, to be fair, when aren't the tag team titles an afterthought? RK bro. No, I mean the women's tag team titles. Okay, yeah. Um, I, you got me there. Exactly. Exactly. Like the women's tag team titles have never been worth anything because they've never been featured. I mean, it, it here in, in in terms of low titles in the WWE, at the bottom you have the twenty four seven, okay. Then the women's tag, and then you have the women's, and then you have the women's tag belts right above that, and then you have the intercontinental title right above that. That's the that's the level of unimportance in the WWE. That's that's a crying shame. It is. That's a crying shame. Well, on to the cons for this week. So, um, the Usos were, or, uh, Jey Uso versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I still don't understand why this is a feud we're getting at Mania. Like, Shinsuke and Boogs was a random tag team that just happened. And, like, logic should dictate that Shinsuke and Boogs should win. But, I don't see this ending at Mania with these guys. Logic. Since we're in this WWE book with logic. How have you no this pal? Is, um I've got big logical grapefruits. I mean honestly Jimmy or Jay, um I will I, I would like to see them do more singles stuff personally. Um and I could see either one of them having a good singles match or even feud with Shinsuke. Yeah. I mean, but uh, Boogs is uh, yeah, this this team thing just isn't doing it for me. Yeah, well, I'm just it's like they're incapable of booking a quality tag team division. It's can they coexist versus can they coexist versus the New Day versus the Usos, and the only reason they're doing that is because the New Day has been around and drawing a dime for ten years, and the Usos are literally related to the Anoy family. Uh, we have RK Bro now. They seem they they've they're, been they're stuck over. together for a good long time. They're over. They're over. Yeah. Randy Orton's stuck. He's not going to be able to leave now. He's never going to get his his you know his other title runs in to beat Ric Flair's record. He'll never catch John Cena. <laughs> he's he's just stuck to Matt Riddle for the rest of his career. Yeah. Uh, you know John Cena's been in the news. Uh, he put over uh, Max Caster from AEW. Talking about his rap skills, and uh, Cena said Max Caster could beat him in a rap battle. That was interesting to see. Yeah, um, you know, I heard some comments from John Cena just recently where he actually apologized to The Rock for some of the comments that he made during uh, their feud, where he said that you know The Rock was a part timer and everything, because now now look where Cena is, and. That he understands a lot more that when you're, you know, you're making movies, you're not allowed to go back and get in the ring and potentially hurt yourself and yeah. cost all these people making a movie, you know, thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. All so. right. 
Back to SmackDown. Uh, Ronda Rousey delivered a promo that was super duper cringe. Um, why why do you guys keep handing her a microphone? Like I'd rather I'd rather watch Pete Dunne talk. I'd rather watch Ronda Xander Rousey. Shaw talk. Ronda Rousey isn't over, and she doesn't know how to get over. I don't think she'll ever be. Her, the pop when she enters, when her music hits, the fans enjoy her. I think she's over in terms of as, as an aura, but as in terms of a performer, no. The best thing that Ronda Rousey, or that can be done for Ronda Rousey, is to stop giving her a mic and to give it to a, uh, a manager. Yeah. Put Paul like, Heyman with her. After Mania, put Paul Heyman with her. And you know what? I wanted to see that for a long time. I thought that would be a good idea. At this point, I think that it'd be better to put her with somebody like, you know, I would love to see her with MVP. That could be good. Have her have her MVP and Bobby Lashley kind of like all come together. Oh my god, that would be a team right there. Bobby the- Lashley going after the top title. The and beat- then you have Ronda Rousey going after the top women's title. The Beatdown Clan 2.0. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, and like I mentioned, Ricochet losing. He's lost now to both of the Los Lotharios in singles action. Um, I kind of wondered if we were getting a triple threat or something at Mania because there's been teased tension between the Lotharios. But no, this, the title won't be on the, on the, on the card. It will have literally been a year since it's been defended at WrestleMania. And that's sad. That's sad. All yeah. Right. WWE Raw results. Um, I'm just going to say it. Cowboy Brock is the best Brock. He's enjoying himself. He's fun. It's a little creepy to see him smile. Um, however, I don't know if I'm the only one, but this go-home show for the Raw before Mania... Didn't feel like a go home show before Raw for Mania. I mean, it kind of. Wait, sounded... I, I think a lot of the fans that were there wanted to go home. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess it kind of sums up this WrestleMania season. It's just been kind of lackluster. Um, we saw Ray Mysterio versus The Miz in a decent match. Um, Ray got his mask back from Logan Paul. I still. Can't believe Thank it. God. No one gave a shit. walk away from WrestleMania and Ray will never see his mask again because it's permanently stuck on a wall on YouTube. <laughs> uh, Becky Lynch tried cutting Bianca's braid. Uh, Bianca actually turned it around on her and cut up Becky Lynch's hair. Uh, very risky gamble, storyline-wise. Um, you know, especially with everything going on in the news with, like, you know, like, people getting their hair cut forcefully in schools and stuff. And it was a little bit of a gamble, in my opinion. Dude, I loved this. Oh, I loved it, but it, it's a fine line. They, they walked it great, but, like... The way that Bianca uses her hair in the matches as an offensive tool for Becky to go and try and cut that off, you know, and, and it... It's like limit, you know. It's limiting Bianca's uh, offense for their match. Like that, was, I love a heel that has 
intelligence behind what they do. Like there's a thought process. And that's the kind of heel I feel Becky Lynch is. Definitely, so. definitely agree. And I mean, it kind of, to me, like this whole battle about her hair and like trying to cut it and stuff like that. I apologize, everybody. I have a cat in heat. <laughs> um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the, the story of Samson in the Bible. You know, that connotation where it makes me think of, you know, her weapon is her hair. Same with, with Samson. The hair was the power source. So, like, there's also that level of storyline connotation. Ah, but does she have an Achilles heel? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, and then the main event was the Usos versus RK-Bro. Um, this was just a great match. Um, they finally seem to be... You know, um, highlighting the tag division, but only select teams. Uh, we also saw KO having a promo segment versus, you know, retaunted Stone Cold again. I'm just going to call it KO's eating a stunner at Mania. Like, he's just eating a stunner. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go ahead right now and disagree with you. Or maybe maybe KO eats a stunner. Maybe that happens. But I'm going to say no matter what happens, KO comes out ahead. Oh, yeah. And Austin ends up on his back. I don't... Yeah, I can't do that. I don't think they'd bring Austin in to put him on his back. I think Austin would. I think he should, and I think that's what he would want to do, but... It's... And that's why I think it'll happen. But I think it's Vince, so who the fuck knows? Then Austin's Austin saying that he's going to come back is going to be able to put whatever terms he wants on. True, true, true. Uh, the cons, uh, almost again squashes another tag team. This is why people say that WWE hates tag team wrestling. The poor Viking Raiders got squashed again. Um, and then we see Bobby Lashley come out and confront Omos because this makes sense and they're going to have a singles match. Sweaty. Men, such good shit, big sweaty men slapping meat. It's gonna be the worst match ever. It's gonna be Giant Gonzalez versus Giant fucking Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez versus Ryback. Oh, gross. Uh. Tell me I didn't get it right. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, the women's tag match was uh, it was okay. Rhea deadass looked into the camera though and did the pin thing again. She knows what she's doing, and it's hilarious because it's getting her over online. I like it. I, I really, I really like it. Yeah. Um, I'm really confused as to why WWE would book um Drew McIntyre in a handicap match versus Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss, literally the week of Mania. When Happy Corbin scheduled to go one on one versus Drew, and Drew absolutely obliterated them in the match. What's going to happen at Mania? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think Drew's going to obliterate him, but like. But the thing that gets me is after the match, Happy Corbin will beat the shit out of Drew. Like, make it make sense. You know what would be really great is if Mania opened. With Drew McIntyre having a conversation with Sheamus. And Sheamus bragging about how he won the world title at WrestleMania in three seconds. 
And Drew go, looks at him and just goes, I can beat that. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's cringe. I, I don't know. All right, it is that time where my SOG podcast prediction championship is on the line. WrestleMania, the cream of the crop rises to the top. Yeah. Dig it. Yeah. All right. All right. I've got you alone for an hour and a half. I am cooking. I am finally going to get my big W here, and I am going to take that SOG title away from you, Evan. It's coming home. You can try, but you will fail. Alrighty, let's go ahead and get our picks out there. Um, I'll start off. Uh, I've got RK Bro retaining. I think they're the hottest tag team that WWE has currently. I don't you see should, a reason. You, you should announce the whole match. Oh, uh, so just the it's R- going to win. All right, so RK Bro is going to be defending the tag titles versus the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. I don't think Alpha Academy is at that level. I think this feud's kind of like helped elevate them that to that point. I'd like to see the Street Profits turn heel, maybe. Uh, maybe after the match, turn heel and beat down RK-Bro and set up a just a one-on-one team, well, two-on-two team feud between them. Uh, I think that makes logical sense. But I, I, I've got RK-Bro winning here. So I'm actually right behind you on this. Uh, slightly different reasoning behind it. I think that... I don't think Orton is going to lose at Mania to younger talent like that. I don't like I think that he wants to keep his legacy, you know, no pun intended, <laughs> intact. Um, however, I could I could definitely see them walking out with a, a fine crack between him and uh, you know, between uh, Riddle and Randy Orton. Could be very intriguing. Um, I mean, I, sky's the limit. Also, like you, I will also add in just like you. I the the one who I want to win is a straight prop. Yeah, that's who I want to win. But like logically, I think RK Bro takes it. I, I do think Street Profits turning heel at Mania gets the biggest reaction. Um, the next match we have the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Boogs. Um, I think the Usos retain. I don't think this is... Unless WWE's plan is to not have the tag team titles defended for the next 10 months, I don't think they put them on Shinsuke. I'm going right back there with you. It's the Usos going over. Alrighty. Uh, The next match, we've got Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. So, like we talked about... Drew McIntyre squashed them in a handicap match. I don't think Happy Corbin stands a, a, a fucking chance here. Like, I'm going Drew McIntyre. That's just, that's just where I'm at. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there behind you again. We, we got the same picks for these first three. Me, you. It, it's Drew McIntyre. All right. Next up, we have Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. <clears throat> so This one's a little bit harder. I'm just going to say that... This before before we even make our picks here, this one is a little bit more difficult. Celebrity matches always. The real are. question here is who does Vince like more? That, that on this one specifically, I think the question is 
Who does Vince like more? Who's he gonna? Who does Vince want to put over? I think, especially going on the podcast and say, you know, telling Pat that like he wants to give him a WrestleMania moment. I think Pat McAfee gets the dub here. I think Austin Theory has a lot of equity that they're I think they're squandering. I want Austin Theory to win because I think it would elevate him more. I I think McAfee gets the win. I am going to disagree with you. Alrighty. I'm gonna go with Austin. I'm gonna go with Austin Theory on this one. Um, I I definitely understand why you're picking Pat McAfee, but I think that Austin Theory is the one who's gonna get the WrestleMania moment. They've invested a lot more time in Austin Theory over the last several months than they have Pat McAfee. Well, I also think Pat's more over with the crowd. So what? I mean, that's a factor. They're not moving merch, but like, or selling tickets based on Pat McAfee, but, you know. Look, we've already discussed that Austin Theory has this potential, and I don't think WWE doesn't see that. Pat McAfee losing in this match has has an opportunity to go, yo, you took my WrestleMania moment away from me. Now I want a rematch. They could go ahead and actually have a better match, you know, a month from now because of because of this. Hey, I mean, uh, so I get it. That's some solid logic. All so right. yeah. And and besides, if if we don't have any of the you know any different picks here, this is gonna get really boring really quick. So that is true. Um, next up, we have the fatal four way for the women's tag team match. Um, so who I want to win is Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. I think they're both super over with the crowd. I think they're legit threats on their own, and I think they both need a WrestleMania moment. Uh, shame it's in the tag division. Uh, the ta- current tag champs, Carmella and Zelina, they've done jack shit other than lose and fight each other lately. I don't see them winning. Uh, Natalia and Shayna Baszler, that's a one of those hodgepodge teams we always bitch about. Um, logically, the only two teams that really stand a chance of winning are Rhea and Liv and Sasha and Naomi. I'll agree with you there. Given the level of torment that Naomi went through with Sonya, Sasha being the biggest star in this match, I think Sasha and Naomi take it. I, I think there's just too much equity built up there to, you know, you you, you could have the first African American black uh, women's tag champs. There's a lot of history in that, a lot of representation too. Uh, there's that appeal. There's also you know just storyline sense that makes the most sense. Um. I'm actually going to go with Rhea Ripley, specifically getting the pin here in a sexy, sexy way. (laughs) Hey, you're thinking what everybody else is thinking. There's a lot of people in the comments saying, step on me, mommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we have The Miz and Logan Paul versus uh, The Mysterios. Um... I think Miz and Logan winning here would be interesting. I don't think this feud has longevity, though. I'm going with the Mysterios just because of that reason. 
A hundred percent agree. Um, you know, I, I, I pitched a really fun story, I thought, for um, this feud. And it hasn't been anything like that. And um, I don't think it's a good look to have your wrestlers beaten by celebrities. Yeah. And where Pat McAfee, at least, you know, he's done some wrestling. You know, you can... You, if you look him up, you can see matches and stuff of his. So, you know, he comes across as a bit more of a celebrity because he does more like the podcast stuff. And he's, I wouldn't call him full time at yeah. all. <laughs> but at least he has a little bit of credibility where I don't think Johnny, or excuse me, I don't think um, Logan Paul has, has that same thing even with his boxing record. So, uh, yeah, I can't see you letting letting the celebrity get the win here. Rain down, Nick Wynn. Yeah. Uh, ironically, the next match, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville, I've got the celebrity winning here simply because it fits the narrative that they've been doing. Um, I think this match protects Johnny Knoxville from having an actual match. And it protects Sammy because it's, you know, it's a gimmick match. I will agree with you on this one um, because I don't think that Sammy is Sammy's not having a match with Johnny Knoxville. Sammy's having a match with the cast of Jackass, the entire cast of Jackass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he can't. If it was a one-on-one match, obviously I'd be picking Sammy Zayn. Like if it was Sammy Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville in the steel cage, I'm picking Sammy Zayn. But in this match, no DQ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Sami Zayn has a lot more history as, you know, kind of that funny act. It it won't hurt his credibility. It yeah. clearly has in the past. Um, yeah. The next match, we have AJ Styles versus Edge. Hard one. I don't... Real hard this was very difficult. Um, I don't think this is the end of the feud. I think Edge has now transformed himself into this newer Edge. I think Edge wins, and I think they continue to build towards a longer feud, past Backlash, maybe even up to SummerSlam. You know, if they tell it right, I think they have the potential to kind of draw it out. I'm going with AJ Styles on this one. Uh, AJ lost last year, um, and they renewed AJ's contract, a really big money contract. Yeah. And I don't think that you invest that much money into a superstar without having the plans to take them uh, high up. And I think that a win over Edge is still something that even this late in the game, can elevate AJ Styles. Yeah, no, that, that was. I understood that logic, but for me, I think they're going to continue it. I think that's that's where I'm at with my thought processes. Uh, so with KO and Austin segment, I'm not really going to count this as a match. Um, so I don't want us to to worry about making a pick. But let's have a funny little side side bet. Winner gets one point. 
Who do you think is going to wind up on their ass at the end of the night? I think it's going to be Kevin Owens. You think it's going to be Stone Cold. I'm saying Stone Cold. Stone Cold? Okay, so here's the thing. Real talk, Austin is old school. Like, he was trained by the old school. He believes in the ways of the old school. And old school way says you go out on your back. Clearly, clearly he likes Owens, like, you know, above board. Yeah. Or Owens wouldn't be using the stunner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's, if it was me, if I'm in Austin shoes, that's what I would do. I would, you know, hand the stunner off officially to Owens. I would put him over. I just, my gut tells me Owens is going to end up on his ass by the end of the night. So one bonus point. Well, and the other part of this that I want to clarify is, um, this is a segment. You know what I mean? And um, it's it's the KO show. Yeah, you know, it's, it's Kevin not a Owens can have whatever little surprise he wants planned for Austin. And Austin getting taken out. Uh, you know, and ending up on his back at the hands of Kevin Owens in this. It doesn't have to be fair. It doesn't have to be a match. It doesn't have to be, you know, Stone Cold doesn't have to do the job to put KO over. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I thought about that, and I just, something in my gut tells me, you bring Austin in, and I, I, I would want it if I was Austin to do that, but I just don't think they will, so... Well, and I can understand the argument that Austin already went out on his back when he put the rock over. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I can understand that argument. But, yeah, I'm going with KO. So, Seth Rollins, we don't know who his opponent is. I think we both know whoever it is is probably winning. Um, could be Shane McMahon. Could be Cody Rhodes. Could be Veer Mahan, for all we know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, that would be kind of amazing. That would be great. That would be a huge payoff. Um, so. Bonus point on who we I think, think it is? The, I think the real bet is actually to, to say who we think is going to be his opponent. Yeah. I, you know? I think it's going to be Cody Rhodes. I'm, I'm just, that's who I think. I am going to agree with you. I think it's going to be Cody Rhodes. Although, now that we've said it, I really want it to be the fear of mom. Like, that's... Please, here, I'm going to rank them. Cody Rhodes, one. Two, Veer Mahan. Three, Shane McMahon. Four, Goldberg. No, I'd rather see Goldberg than Shane. I never want to see Shane again. I never want to see Goldberg in a wrestling ring again. He's going to hurt someone. You know what, that's... You know, I, no, I can understand that. That's actually fair. Maybe they can go do an indie show, like... On the Thursday before Mania. <laughs> uh, maybe they can do Five control bucks. your narrative. Five bucks for tickets. <laughs> uh, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Um, we've talked about this a lot. They've really been protecting Bianca, really elevating her back to that main event scene. I think it's super obvious that Bianca's going to get her revenge and go over at WrestleMania. This is definitely one of those... Uh, give the baby face the uh, WrestleMania moment kind of matches. I'm also going with Bianca. All right. Uh, you know, honestly, this card's super predictable. Uh, for the next match, we have the Women's SmackDown ta- uh, Championship. We have Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I personally don't give a shit about this match. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just being honest. Charlotte Flair, poor Charlotte Flair, and I never thought I'd say that, but she has carried this, and she has done a damn good job of trying to get Ronda over in spite of herself. Ronda's going to win this match. It, And then they're going to go back and revisit her and Becky one-on-one, probably at SummerSlam. Like, I think Ronda wins. What do you think? I really, really hate agreeing with you on this. Um, not so much because, like, I care who wins this match, but this does mean that we are going to have to watch Ronda Rousey. Cut more promos. For, yeah, cut more promos all the way till SummerSlam. Like, we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago that we, you know, this is exactly the direction that we both see this going in. So, yeah. And then I fi- wish they would have just gotten right, uh, you know, if this is what you want to do, just get right to it and let them fucking get it on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the final match, we have champion versus champion. Brock. Lesnar versus the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. I think Roman's going to win. Like, just the way they kind of organized this whole thing. Like, Brock's never gotten his true payback for what happened at Madison Square Garden. You know, I can see a world where Brock Lesnar does win. But I don't think it benefits the company in the long term. Reigns has never actually truly defeated Brock Lesnar. This is the time. You pull the trigger, have him put the beast down, unify the titles for a short period of time, and separate him again. Yeah, no, I... You have to put Reigns over. I think. Um, But I think that no matter what happens in this match, ultimately... Uh, we as the fans are are losers because like we, we've already seen the match where they have a million fucking German suplexes, F5s, spears, Superman punches, and they just kept getting back up. Yeah. And they're inhuman. <laughs> they're stronger than every other person on the roster. It's a battle of the no-sell, brother. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, I'm going I'm going with you. Uh if for no other reason than Paul Heyman is in Roman Reigns' corner and if history has proven anything, it's that Brock Lesnar can't win a match if Paul Heyman is outside and against him. That is also some solid logic. Alright, so the ones that separate us, the women's tag match, Edge versus AJ and then the Austin Owens segment. So Gives us a reason to tune in Mania, because God knows I don't want to. Um, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Watch um, it afterwards at, like, double the speed. And <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm straight skipping through anything I think is... Tr- I'm going right to the result on a couple of them, because no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I really can't see a world where I watch that women's tag team match. Yeah, like, I'll just click, best word. And, I, and I, not, not to disrespect the talents, they're all, you know, 
talented women and just zero interest. All right, well, it's it's, it's their it's, it's WWE's job to get us excited to watch these matches. They did a shitty job. Yep. That's all there is to it, man. This is the like, least least excited I've ever been for a WrestleMania in my life, ever. All right, well, AEW time. AEW Dynamite recap from last week. Um, so I don't know if you had a chance to check out CM Punk versus Dax Harwood this last week, Brian. But um, this was a thing of beauty. This was this is almost like they were painting a private portrait to Bret Hart to like in his honor of Bret. Hart. I feel like I feel like CM Punk has been doing a lot of that since he came to AEW. There have been numerous points. Where CM Punk's, um, you know, various series of things that he's done in his matches have been exactly like things that happened in matches with Brett, uh, Brett versus Owen, Brett versus Sean, Brett versus Mach. There's been a lot. Yeah. It was just a beautiful match. Like, I have no complaints about what happened in this match. They 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 got CM Punk. Over even more, the crowd was even behind him. The heels did their job, raking his eyes, pulling at his mouth. Uh, and then this, the eight-man tag match with Sting and Darby and the Hardy Boys versus Butcher, Blade, and Private Party. Um, this was insane. Like, Jeff Hardy climbing a ladder. We've seen it. Then he gets up on top of, like, the edge of, a, like, a window and leaps off on top of Butcher and Blade, and I'm like, what's going on, guys? You're like 40-something, what's going on? Don't die. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the crazy part to me, is these guys are in their late 40s, and they're doing this. Um, Look at Sting, he's six, 63 now, and he just did a bump a few weeks ago with, with Andrade that, like, was insane. That's true. That was, that was pretty incredible, too. Um... But especially because, you know, Jeff kind of started, has changed a bit of his offensive style over the years to, you know, not take as many of these big bumps. And to see this, I mean, it was akin to the, um, it, it, you know, what it reminded me of watching it was um, watching him jump off the ladder onto Bubba Ray at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, kind of unnecessary. Uh, we had Moxley and Danielson in tag team action versus the Varsity Blondes. This was a squash match. Um, oddly, Julia Hart was sitting on the steps kind of just sulking. I think it's time to pay off her storyline with whatever they're doing. Um, the promo afterwards, the Blackpool Combat Club. I love the name. I love everything about it. Give me more William Regal. Stat right in my veins. Uh... MJF cut a really good promo on Wardlow, basically telling Wardlow he's going to make him stay at home and not ever wrestle because his contract belongs to MJF. Uh, AEW is really selling it because they removed Wardlow from the main page, their roster page. So uh, kudos to them for the dedication. I, I love how, Yeah, man, I, I saw them KFA have a whole bunch of people who still, even right now, think that uh, that's legit. They're getting work. Great. I love I love good work. And good work is always good. Uh Adam Cole defeated Jay Lethal via low blow and the boom. 
Uh, this match was really, really good. It had great heel work from Cole and Red Dragon at this point. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with Adam Cole versus Hangman 2. And Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society takes on the Dark Order. Um, it's kind of an interesting like match that buys them some weeks till Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz return. Uh, I really... <laughs> the Jericho Appreciation you Society. Name? You hate this name? I still hate this name with a passion, but like, it's over as shit. Because like, he's literally making fun of the WWE to everyone's face. Like... Jericho was among one of the greatest of all times, just doing this alone, and he's getting them over. Like, and when they when he talks crap to people, and he's like, "We're gonna release you in ninety days," and stuff like that. Like, that's gold. That's gold. It's cringy, campy gold. It's <laughs> uh, such good shit. Honestly, I don't have a single complaint about this episode of Dynamite. Um, you know, it was just across the board outside of, like, the, you know, I kind of wish that they wouldn't have squashed the Varsity Blondes. I think there's a lot of potential there with Pillman Jr. But, I mean, time will tell with how they're playing out the storyline there. Uh, Rampage, though. Uh, I was not happy with this Rampage. Outside of, like, a couple things. Um... <laughs> Walk it back. Walk it back. Yeah. Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes was a, a great big meaty men slapping each other with their meat kind of match like Vince likes. There was blood, there was guts. Just you know, it was a, it was a solid match. Um Dustin Dustin Rhodes at this point has a really hard time not having just a solid match. I'm not saying they're all, you know, gold dust. But they're all, they're all really solid, you know? Alrighty, uh, I can't believe you made that pun. Uh, yeah, that match was solid. Uh, we saw Red Dragon versus Dark Order. It was a solid match. Um, I think they were setting up Red Dragon to take the belts from Jurassic Express. Uh, Dan Housen tried to curse Hook. It had no effect on him. I don't know what the hell's going on there. Um... I think this is really just, you know, Dan Housen. Everybody knows Dan Housen is kind of a crazy character. Don't really know what to make of him. Having fun with him. And Hook is so no-nonsense that yeah. he's just not happy. You know? <laughs> Every day Taz trains him. It's the no-sell! It's the no-sell! <laughs> uh, and then... Nyla Rose had a squash match. I guess they're trying to reestablish her as a threat to Thunder Rosa. I think there's better ways to do it. More compelling ways. You got Vicky Guerrero as the manager. Like, cut loose. Let Guerrero have the mic. Fair. Very fair. Yeah, it was a very mid-rampage. Like, just mid but I wouldn't say it was a bad show. No, like was there just... was nothing here I really wanted to walk away from. No, it's just it was mid. Yeah. Mid's yeah. not bad. Mid's just mid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, uh, before we jump to EFED news and upcoming projects, a message from our commercial sponsors. Have you been worried that you haven't been able to 
get that championship win in the bedroom with your lucky lady. Well, now is your chance to send her straight to Mania with Enforce True. Pick up your Enforce True and become a madman both in the streets and in the sheets. Dominate her and lay her down for the three count with Enforce True and last four times as long as the leading male enhancement product. Pick up your Enforce True today at EnforceChew.com and use the code Standards of Greatness to get 20% off your next order of Enforce Chew, a Whiskers brand product. All right, man, we are back. Ready to do some uh, some top of the week. We got some uh, we got some tournament info to give y'all. All right. Um. So, uh, as you know, last week we were unable to get out a show. Uh, due to some technical issues with the original source file. Um, you couldn't so, hear me at all. Could, I, I'm just going to straight say it. Like, let them know. Let yeah. them you it could hear hilarious. me. It was like a madman rambling. and like I was having dialogue with myself. Yeah, it, look, it sounds like you're, you're talking and then just listening to the air and then responding to it. It's hilarious. <laughs> you, sound, you sound crazy. Eh, makes sense. Uh, no, so last week we were set to announce that the results will actually be next week. Um, but we are happy to announce that in two weeks uh, we're going to be doing a Facebook Live Ask Us Anything show where we record it, you interact with us, everything's going to end up on YouTube, um, and you know we're happy to have you engage with us. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that we, we really strive to bring positivity to the community. Um, there's been a lot of uh, a lack of that lately. Um, I can agree with that. So, um, and it, and it will be a lot of fun because we love to interact with people. We love to so start thinking up your questions now. Ask us anything live. Standards of Greatness podcast. Two weeks. Yeah. Uh, as far as topics this week, um, it kind of relates to the tournament. So, um. We, we can tell you right now that uh, one of the results, Rob Roman wins via forfeit versus Ryan Days. Uh, Days was unwilling and unable to uh, complete his uh, journey with the tournament is the most polite way, most professional way that I'm going to say that. Um, I love it! So The Rock says this, if there is anybody in the back, I swear to God, I honestly mean this, if there's anybody in the back that does not want to be with this company, if there's anyone in SmackDown that does not want to be with this company, then just like the slogan says, you get the F out. Oh, man! You know, there's been a lot of drama on our Facebook page. Brian, I think you, you handled a lot of that very well. I wanted to say thank you for that. Uh, you know I've been extremely busy lately, so you, you stepped up and... Uh, really address a lot of the things there but it also begs the question of why does this kind of continue within the co- the community um and i think it speaks a lot to ego and fear and not really you know being willing to step outside of comfort zones you know and I, i'm not gonna denigrate ryan for his choices he he's an adult he made a choice and you know I wish him nothing but the best um, in terms of life and wrestling. And take his ball and go home. But as far as The Rock is concerned, as far as I'm concerned, 
this, this is home. Um, so I think there's a multitude of issues, you know, that we can dive into here uh, with different individuals, you know, if we want to go down that road. I, you know, I never like to mention specific names. Um, but in this case, I will say in regards to Ryan Days, I was really disappointed. Yes. Um, and, and I'm not, and I'm not afraid to, you know, to just flat out say that. Like, Ryan, I, I was impressed with what he put out in round one. And I thought that he could, you know, kind of push Rob a little bit, you know, whether he won or lost. See, the, I don't think anybody should be afraid of, of losing in this tournament. Like, what, who, who cares? Are, are you losing a championship? Are you losing money? Are you losing a career? Are you losing anything other than, you know, pride? Yeah, that's, like, that's what it comes this down is, to. This is, this is for fun, man. Like, and, and so I was really disappointed to see him um, bow out. And um, I, based on the match promo that Rob Roman dropped, I think Rob was... I, uh, I have spoken to uh, my good brother Bob, Rob Roman, uh, he, he was very disappointed. He was looking forward to the match. Uh, I could tell in the promo he was irritated. Um, it's never a good feeling when someone no-shows you, especially if you're showing up and you're giving, you know, a good effort, a solid effort, or a hundred percent. Like, it's never going to feel good when someone no-shows you. And I think it was, I think it was disrespectful to Rob, and I don't blame Rob for taking it. You know, I'm not going to speak for him, but like, if I was him, I would take that as disrespect. Um, you know, whether intentional or not, it it's how it comes across. Yeah. Um, I actually remember one of the very, it was the second show uh, I ever worked, uh, Sean Waltman, X-Pac, no show. Um, and I remember being really, really disappointed uh, initially and then that kind of grew just to a lack of overall respect over time because it's just like you had fans there that paid money and, and, and came to see you. And then for you not to show up, you're disappointing each and every one of those fans. Um, I know shit happens, but I'm just saying in this industry, even, even, at, you know, a, a professional level, I feel like it happens too often. Yeah. Well, and, and it speaks volumes about the person's ego and how they see themselves. And for me, I've never been, despite my character being this righteous dick, this god, quote-unquote, um, I've always been kind of a chill guy behind the scenes. I've always been like a let's respect each other and work together kind of thing, whether it's competitive or... A storyline fed. And especially in the EFED community, I've noticed this behavior is not uncommon. And I think it's a shame. I think it really, like, undermines a lot of what the community could be doing and what they could be doing to come together to create real magic. Um, 
I will say that one area where I have been kind of irritated is with people who, um, you know, if you're not a part of something, like if, if you're not a part of the tournament, for example, then while I'm not saying you don't have a right to um, have opinions on it or even criticize things, I don't think that outright um, attacks on people in the tournament or people organizing the tournament or the judging staff or basically anyone who's involved in whatever project we're talking about, just in this case, I'm talking about the tournament. Um, I think it's wrong. Like, I think, I think that's just a crappy thing to do. And I think it's, uh, and I think the reason is because the people who are doing it, people who are involved in it, they're enjoying themselves. And just because you aren't enjoying it doesn't mean you have to take away from other people's enjoyment. Exactly. And that's the fundamental thing. Like, everyone should be allowed to like what they like and dislike what they want to dislike. But have a mutual level of respect and courtesy. Don't don't hop on someone's page because you decide you're upset that your favorite didn't win or that, you know so-and-so did this, and, you know, bring extra drama to a scenario, which I have seen as well. That That's when something that's irritated me, you know, it, it's oh. unnecessary. I mean, I got I got bad news. I got a bit of bad news for you. Oh, old bad news, Barrett Ralph. I've got some bad news for you. There are 32 people initially in this tournament. 31 of them are going to lose. 31 of them were always going to lose. If if everybody has a handful of favorites, guess what? Someone's got to lose. can't win. Yeah, someone's got to lose. That's the concept of a tournament. It's winner takes all. And, like, honestly, pride is the only thing that's on the line. Pride is the only prize. And, like, uh-huh. to undermine an event because you don't like someone in it, you don't like the organizers of it, or, like, you don't like a certain aspect of it, it comes across as childish and petty. And it's it, it really makes me question whether we should run an event like this again. You know, this, has been, this was something that literally every person I talked to about it was excited about. And a lot of people are still very excited about it. But at the same time... You've also, you know, seen people show their ass to the entire world, or at least to the entire uh, community. I didn't get upset when, uh, you know, there were a lot of people who thought the OEW tournament was, you know, designed to like be competition with our tournament or something. And I, I was, I had no problem with it. I was like, yeah, dude, I think it's awesome. You know, they're doing something too. Uh, you know, more people doing more things. I'm just all about. Um, but I'm not. I'm not about tearing other people down and tearing people's work down. Yeah, well, that just—that's yeah. just a crap thing to do. Well, um, yeah, and I mean, you know, I worked there as a judge for their event, and like, you know, they were doing their own thing, and I was happy to help. Happy to support. I, hell, we advertised for them, not once but twice. Like. Um, but I'm 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 really trying to uh, to kind of put all that crap behind us, yeah, and to look forward 
to uh, what we got coming next week, which is our our four other matches. Three remaining matches. Three <laughs> remaining matches. Uh, the uh, results from Amelia Aris versus John May. Uh, the results from Glenn Sexton versus Toa. And myself versus Crimson Wolf, which I have to say, Crimson, hell of a job. I enjoyed and was entertained. Uh, I hope you felt the same with mine. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a while. I know you've talked to me about it. You have as well. Um, it's just it's really refreshing sometimes to face new opponents uh, and to just try out new things. And for me, my goal in this tournament, whether I win or lose, I'm having fun to try new things out, new experiences, to test my skills and have fun. And I really, really hope that not only my opponents, but everyone in this in this event is having fun. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a secret, Evan. I'm going to tell you something here on air that I actually haven't even told you or Chris like backstage or anything. Um, I've hit a point in watching all these people's promos where um, although I would love to win, this tournament, uh, fan-wise, I'm not even my own pick anymore. <laughs> uh, there is some, there is a, there is uh, an individual who I am secretly cheering for. I'm not going to say I'm uh, on air, at least not right now. If they end up winning the whole thing, then I will. I'll. I'll I, I feel that. like you got to do it in the finals. All right. If we get if if they end up in the finals, I will I will let it be known who they were, and uh, you know, put my chips behind them. <laughs> and and you know me, you know like I'm a competitive person, but at the end of the day, I just want this to be a success and people to have fun. And I know you feel the same way. I do, and I think that we've seen a lot of uh, really cool stuff out of some individuals. I've um. I mean, shoot, man, my my daughter, uh, she came to me the other day, and she had uh, made a picture of Dollface. Yeah. So, like, that, clearly we're making that, an impact. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was something else to see. I, I didn't expect uh, your daughter to do that, but, you know, uh, Dollface, you gained a new fan. <laughs> All right. Well... Uh, let's talk about our, our current projects and upcoming projects. Um, we just had the last episode of PWR Conflict. Conflict's going through, um, PWR as a whole is going through some rebranding, so fun, new, exciting horizons on, on the, uh, the line there. I defeated Screws in a last man standing match this week. Um, really interesting promos that him and I both dropped. Uh, you know, you can also find me in NEW, um, I haven't publicly said it, but uh, it came up in the locker room chat. Uh, I am part of the new creative team. I'm helping them kind of bring a new um, pair of eyes in to see what's going on and, like, help them, and I'm happy to help them. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, regardless of where I'm at, if I'm in management or if I'm just a dude in the locker room, uh, I, I strive to have fun, and I, I'm a, you can message me about anything, and I'm willing to help. Um, you can find me in new, I'm currently feuding with Dylan Mason, but I've also, in a fatal four-way match for the World Heavyweight Championship, uh, the new Revolution World Heavyweight Championship, facing Jack Harvey, 
Chicago Savage, and our old buddy Xander Shaw. Quite the bevy of opponents. Um, I'm really enjoying my time there. I'm um, getting to face some new people, getting to see a lot of really great content. I'm, you know, I'm watching Rock Leone getting literally stomped to death by by a bison. <laughs> <laughs> I can't comment on that. I, I, uh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get sucked in. Uh, uh, yeah, and then as far as other projects, Brian, I know we've both been working on Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel content, which um, uh-huh. we're going to be uploading to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to see some changes on that as well. I know you put up some Sea of Thieves content that I uh, I got to watch a little bit of earlier today, too, and that was pretty epic. Um, yeah, actually, uh, so a new episode of our CFE's content actually just went up earlier today, and, um, you know, it, it was honestly, the, the story that this uh, video tells is one of the craziest things that I've ever had happen in any video game, uh, or any, anything, you know, just in general. Uh, it was really wild. I hope you'll all check it out. Uh, it's a really cool story. Alrighty, well, uh, <laughs> uh, question of the week from last week, who do you think should main event night one of Mania? Um, we had a lot of people telling us that they really felt like, um, AJ Styles versus Edge could main event, that maybe Cody Rhodes, if he's there, should be in the main event. Uh, a lot of people saying Stone Cold. Um, my personal pick, I wanted Becky Lynch and Bianca to main event. I think that was the most compelling story outside of the Roman Reigns and Lesnar stuff that they've done all year long. Um, you know, there were a couple people that had, I'm pretty sure they were joking. Uh, there was one guy that said the Iron Sheik to finally appear from, uh, the last WrestleMania entrance he did. I, okay, I, I, I think that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just the funny, this is a funny moment. You know, there are a lot of times you see different uh, celebrities or um, old wrestling personalities at WrestleMania just for a vignette or something. And I think that would be a cool one for the Iron Sheik. You know, <laughs> he's, he's showing up. He, he was told he was supposed to be here. <laughs> I'll never forget Heening saying, if his entrance takes any longer, it'll be WrestleMania 38 before he gets to the ring. We're at WrestleMania 38 this year. Uh, Just have him start out the show. Like, at the very beginning of the show, he's at the he's at the ring walking to his seat. Oh my, no. He's just slowly walking down the ramp, and then people keep entering to have their matches, and it takes him, like, the entire... He finally gets there during the main event, and he, like, costs the heel the match. <laughs> That's good shit. <laughs> All right. Um, he gets down to the ring just in time for KO to give him a stutter. That, uh, that, that would be great. I don't think Shiki could take a bump these days. Last time I saw no. him, he wasn't in the greatest of health, but uh, he's a tough old guy. Shiki had a hard time taking some bumps back in the day. So <laughs> No lie there. Um, so for our question of the week this week, what surprises do you hope to see at WrestleMania? Um, I'm going to let you go first, Brian. All right. So there was a lot of talk um, several, you know, a month, month and a half, two months ago, 
about Vince McMahon having um, a match at WrestleMania. And um, although I I don't know that this will happen, don't necessarily think this will happen, this is what I would love to be surprised by. Um, you know, get that KO segment. Get that KO segment with Stone Cold going. They're both running their mouths. If they were to both realize that neither one of them can stand Vince McMahon, <laughs> and if McMahon was to come out there and eat a stunner from both of them, I would pop. I would pop hard for that. I would pop hard for one last McMahon stunner. So I just so had that a would, thought. That, that's my surprise that I'd like to see. Your idea just gave me a thought. What if we have KO and Stone Cold going back and forth? All of a sudden, Vince, like you said, comes out with Shane. And instead of just one of them giving a stunner, Owen stuns Shane, Austin stuns Vince, and that's how we end the night, them chugging beers together or whatever. I mean, Owens can jump back and forth across that line so fluidly. So can Austin. Why not? <laughs> but but I am serious. I do want to see I do want to see McMahon take one last stunner from Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't think I don't think it's a proper send off without McMahon eating one more stunner. I'm I'm with you there on that. I I would definitely pay to see that. Um, so for me, as lackluster as this has been. They're really pushing this Hollywood narrative next year. I really would like to see at the end of the show as Reigns is out there celebrating. All of a sudden that music hits. If you smell what the rock is cooking. And then the show ends on a stare down. Instead of an interference in the match like it did with Cena versus Miz. It just ends on a stare down. Rock. Roman. Setting us up for that Hollywood collision gives Rock a year to kind of prepare for it and to you know for them to build to it. Um, I'd like to see that. Um, that's my surprise call. Um, do I realistically think it's going to happen? Probably not. The Rock's a pretty busy man these days. Um, if I was to give a realistic one, oof. Um, I think we see a Triple H appearance. I could see a Triple H appearance, but nothing physical. No, I mean, and that, I, that's, I guess, the big piece of news uh, from this past week. We we talked about it on the, on the, the podcast page, and we talked privately about it. Um, Triple H announced his retirement. Uh, it's something that we kind of danced around and weren't exactly sure how we wanted to to kind of address it. So we thought we'd address it here within the the final segment, you know, you and I both know how much of an effect Triple H had on the Attitude Era, the Ruthless Aggression Era, NXT, WWE as a whole, with a click, even back then and now. I'm, I'm going to call it right now, man. Like, no hesitation. First ballot, Hall of Famer next year. Yep, on his own. Um, could be interesting to see him maybe pop up during the Seth versus Cody match. 
maybe he could cost Cody the match, or maybe, you know, maybe Cody's his acolyte, and Cody does the physical stuff for him now. That could be intriguing. There's a, it's like the protege of my protege. Yep. <laughs> Why not? Um, the protege of my protege coming out to take out my protege. Well, I mean, and, and Triple H was kind of, he sat under Dusty's learning tree in his younger years as well. And, you know, there's a lot of layers there. Cody's publicly mentioned that he has tons of respect for Triple H and, like, they had a good relationship, so. Let me, let me ask you something. Triple H goes in the Hall of Fame. Who who do you think would induct him? I think it's got to be Sean. Yeah. Maybe Stephanie. Maybe. There's just so there's so many names. Like I could see it being Sean. I could see it being Stephanie. I could see it being Taker. I could see it being Vince. I could see it being Rock. Austin. Uh, Austin. Mick Foley. Um. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so much flair. Uh, I don't know about these days how that would go over. I know there's, Flair's got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of heat in the WWE. That That's fair, but. I can see it being you Batista. Know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a. Orton? Batista, Orton. Man. There's so many names. Hell, you can even the have road dog comes, The road dog comes back. Somehow he's the one. Oh, God. I mean, before Regal signed with AEW, I could see a world where that was the case. Well, that would have been interesting. Yeah, I guess Sean probably is the most likely candidate. I'd be like Sean and then Stephanie are the two most likely. Because they were the ones that shared the most on-screen time with them there while alive. I, 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 would, I would still say that I throw uh, trips into that, uh, specifically because Triple H and the Triple H was the Undertaker's opponent the most times at WrestleMania. Fun little fact. Three times, yeah. Three times. Interesting. Oh. Well, that's an interesting way to, to end the show. little food for thought for our audience at home. Um, I, I, I think that's another uh, likely surprise, though. I'm, I'm going to throw this one out there. What surprise do you uh, hope to see at Mania or, or expect to see at Mania? Taker. Taker. An appearance by Taker just to do a choke slam or something. Maybe he choke slams Edge and helps AJ Styles win the match. <laughs> he's, com- he's coming out to help Pat McAfee. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh. Alrighty, well, make sure you go to EnforceChew.com. You enter that code, Standards of Greatness Pod, and get that 30% discount on your Enforced Chew today. It will make sure you're H-A-R-D. And as always, make sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, anywhere and everywhere you can find the Standards of Greatness. Make sure to follow, like, love, subscribe, and we will see you next week for uh, the end of round two of the eFed Elite Tournament and uh, and make sure to start picking up your questions two weeks until we go L-I-V-E live. Live. Alrighty, well All that- right. We'll see you next week, Evan. I hope you have a good time. Have a good night, night everyone.
In my lifetime, I've learned. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do.